0: Thanks very much, Julie. It's great to have you part of our vision team. Uh, well, we have a new vision for all saints, a picture of what we want to become in the future. Under God, we want to become a thriving church family, engaged with our community, where all kinds of people encounter Jesus and are nurtured through the stages of life. And where we've started making plans and dreaming dreams towards how we might become that church family. And I'm hoping that we'll work together and serve together, we'll take risks together, we'll give generously together so that we might become this church family. But if we do serve together, if we do give enough, if we do work hard together, will that mean that this could be our future? Well, my fellow saints, our passage today reminds us, God is reminding us something as we embark on this vision. That in all our plans and all that we do as a church family, God is reminding us today that He can do more than we ask or imagine. That He is at work within us and to Him is to be the glory. So, As we embark on our vision, let us... Uh, hear the word of the Lord. Firstly, we see that he can do more than we could ask or imagine. Have a look at verse 20. Uh, I've had such a great time with the vision team. I'm so thankful for all the hard work that they have put in. And as we went through the process, there was always a challenge of wanting to dream big about what our church might become. But we also wanted a, a realistic vision as well, something that we could see and achieve. Something that wasn't too out of reach that we get discouraged because we'd never get there. And I think what we've got is a good balance, a vision that is aspirational and yet uh, realistic, attainable. But what a great reminder in Scripture today. says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. We worship a God who can do more than our vision. What I'd love you all to do is ask God for us to become uh, our vision as a church family. But God is telling us today He can do even more. In fact, He can do immeasurably more. Uh, The word immeasurably in the original Greek is the word used for the highest form of comparison imaginable. God can do... Infinitely more than this vision. There's no limit to what he can do. So, as we've heard, we want to become a place that encounters, where, where all kinds of people encounter Jesus. And, you know, to be honest, right where I stand now, I don't know fully how we're going to do this. I don't know where, how we'll see people from the various nationalities, how will they encounter Jesus through us? I'm not sure how we're going to get more, uh, more divorced people, or uh, more young people, to encounter Jesus. We've got ideas, but exactly how it's—is is it going to work, or will this happen? But what I do know is, God can make it happen. He is powerful enough to see all kinds of people encounter Jesus, even through us, even through us as a church family. And so, let us at least. Pray for this vision. Let us at least pray for these things. But feel f- free to pray for more than this, because God can do more than this. But let's at least pray for our vision, because God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. And how do he do that, though? How does he achieve more than all we could ask for? Well, it's through, what's I going to say? It's through his work within us. Have a look if you can see the connection between those first two things. So he is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask according to his power that is at work within us. So God's power is working in us. And through that he does more than we could ask or imagine. It is through us that God does great things. Because maybe you're looking at that vision and maybe you're feeling a bit intimidated by it. How on earth will we become this? You know, me as one person in, in this church family, I'm nothing special. How will this happen through me? Uh, maybe you're looking at this vision and it slightly exhausts you we've been through a lot, you know it just seems like a whole lot more work and effort to me. Will anything actually change through this? And these are worthy reactions because if it was all if it was all up to us, i'd be just as pessimistic because we're all weak in some way we're all inadequate in some way. All of us are burdened in some way and put us all together as a church family. And we are weak. We are failing. We are straining. But God's power is at work within us. It is God who will accomplish things. If we do, be- if we do become this as a church family, it will be God who does it. But God will work his power through us it's not just on us to sit back and watch God's fireworks God will work through us as we serve, as we give, as we work as we dream towards this vision and so maybe maybe that is a reason for you to put up your hand and say yes I'll join the team to help us think through how we can engage with our community because God will be at work through me so why don't you why don't you join us in that? Who knows what God will do through you? And we can have confidence that it's God who is at work in us. It's not all up to us. God's plan, whatever it is, it won't fail. And we can be inspired because God is at work in us. We can inspired to work towards this vision, whatever our part, because God fulfills His plans and purposes through the effort of His people, through us. And so, why don't we work towards being a thriving church family? We haven't focused on that, uh, so far today. Let's see what our passage says about being a thriving church family. Have a look in your Bibles. The Apostle Paul prays to this Ephesian church, uh, prays that, sorry, prays to God about this Ephesian church, uh, praying that God's church might, verse 17, uh, might have Christ, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts that Christ may live and dwell here in each of us. That is, through faith, that is, trusting in Jesus, he will dwell here in us. And so a thriving church is one where Jesus is at the centre of our hearts so much that having Christ is more true of you than anything else. Being in Christ is the foundation for who you are and who we are as a church. He will be at the centre of our hearts so that we will love obeying him. It will give us such great joy as we obey Jesus' teaching. He'll be so at the centre that we will be grieved when we sin and we will rejoice when we appreciate his forgiveness once again. He'll be so at the core of who we are. Jesus will be the most true thing we can say about us. And it goes on, a thriving church grasps, verse 18, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. A thriving church will know that Jesus loves us to the fullest extent. He will never go behind our backs as others do. He'll never use us for his own benefit. He'll always be there for you, even when the times when You feel that he's distant, he is there. And a thriving church will remind one another of this, will encourage one another of this. We will trust in the love of Christ even when we fail in what we're trying to do. We'll remember the love of Christ even when we sin. That'll be part of being a thriving church. And then as we head over to the start of chapter 4, We see a thriving church is one where we are so present with each other. Have a look what it says. Paul has to, uh, Paul instructs uh, this church, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. We don't need that command if we're just on our own, if we're each on our own. A thriving church is one where we see each other regularly, where we walk alongside one another, So much so that at some point we'll annoy one another. We'll rub each other the wrong way. We'll even wrong one another. And we'll do that because we are all people on this side of the fall and before our heavenly reality comes. We will experience that if we keep meeting together, if we keep being involved in each other's lives. And so a vibrant church is one where we are close enough to annoy each other, but then to show humility, to show gentleness, to show patience with one another, bearing with one another, because we are family. We're a family of believers in the God who bears with us. And if we do that, won't that be a sign of God's powerful work within us? Not much shows God's immeasurable power than when we keep meeting together, displaying humility and patience with one another. Well, there's a few things from this passage. There's plenty more about being a vibrant church. But our word from God today is we want to become a vibrant church family that has Christ dwelling in us, that knows deeply the love of Christ and who is committed to being present with one another. So let's be praying for God's power to work within us so that we can be that vibrant, uh, thriving church family. Uh, But finally, from that middle paragraph in our passage, God is reminding us today as we launch on our vision, to Him be the glory. All that we do towards our vision, and the reason why we have a vision, is we want to glorify God. We want God to be seen in our hearts and in others' hearts. How amazing He is! How worthy He is! For that is who He is. And so, verse twenty-one says, "To Him be the glory, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever." Amen. We can see how. So, this is what we're on about. Now it says, "To Him be the glory in Christ Jesus." Okay, we 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 understand that. Of course, God gets glory, as we see. Jesus and his love for us, sacrificing himself on the cross. We see the mercy of God, his salvation there. But it's also saying here that God wants to be glorified in the church, including our church. When God's people of all stages of life life, seek to love one another, God is glorified. When people encounter Jesus through us and put their faith in Christ, God is glorified. And so we don't have our vision just so that we can be great as a church family. We haven't come up with this vision just so that I can think I'm a great minister. We don't have this vision merely to be a bigger church or a more exciting church, although that would be, that would be great. We have this vision to glorify God, to show the world how great God is. And so as we seek this vision, may we see the glory of God more and more in our own hearts and in our own minds as He works in us to achieve the purposes of His for His people and for the world. So as we launch this vision, may He work in us to achieve this and immeasurably more. Amen.